This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. But yeah, no, I mean, just the songs, one, it's very, I mean, it makes some great comparison in my life. Also, Tom Petty just got in his car and drove from Gainesville to L.A. Yeah. So, like, when I watched his documentary, I was like, I got a lot more in common with this guy than just I like his music. Like, you know, we're from the same town and just... We both kind of, he has an attitude of just like, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'm going to make this my life, and I'm going to make this what I want to do. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your hosts, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. I learned a very important lesson today. Yeah, you don't go to therapy and then try and do a show. You know, I, I, didn't, want to, I, didn't, I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> How do I, I look? Does my makeup up? look okay? <laughs> We're on the radio. I'm like, does my makeup look okay? <laughs> you, you know, body and soul. Oh, Amazing man. Maggie Mayfield. But I, I was, just. Uh, you know, are we recording? Yeah. Like I mean, that's fine. We can. No, it's fine. You want to leave it, it in. Maggie's straight out of the therapeutic couch. I know. I've decided finally that I was like. I need help. I can't. Two weeks ago, Maggie said to me, um, you know, my therapist told me I don't need therapy. And then was that like a, a bait no. and switch? No, it was great. And so now she's my life coach, and which means that we can have conversations outside of the, the office, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And I, she told me that today, and I instantly cried. I was like, you mean I have more support? <laughs> and she goes, I triggered something. I said, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it well, made me laugh so loud. I, so I, I don't need therapy, but I need friends that's what i need and we're breaking down the stigma too because uh, alex our guest today and i were talking about that that very same thing it was about therapy yeah, just in general you know yeah. like therapy can be defined in so many different ways yeah. there's the traditional sort of sofa and, and therapist office type thing but um alex is involved in and in some stuff too so we'll we'll talk about that you know that's great yeah, yeah, yeah oh you want to talk okay go ahead do we, uh, do we, uh, should we officially uh, intro the show? Do you want to officially intro or yeah, let, or do the, do your thing and then I'll talk. I, well, I want to hear the story. Oh, but okay. this is a show. We call it Wide Tune Shuffle. <laughs> 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 my name is Maggie Mayfield, your host. Uh, with me, my favorite co-host ever, David Earl Waterman, aka Hollywood Secret Weapon. Hollywood Secret Weapon. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. I, we're, we're we're launching right into the tearful part of the show, at the very beginning. That usually we wait for song three. Usually. But I, I've 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 come all uh, through the other side of a pretty significant what they call major depressive episode yeah it's been i don't a long year for you yeah i don't a summer uh but year two <laughs> correct yeah. me it's the summer watch it <laughs> um you know and and uh man everybody could use a little bit of you know help you know we get by with a little help from our friends yeah thank yeah, you <laughs> yeah. so great to be here we're back you know it was we me and you back. last week and now we have a guest did you listen to that by the oh, five seconds did you listen to the episode yes i did I, oh my god yeah. i listened through it and i was like these songs were such interesting choices but they all still held up i was like yeah i still dig all of that music because yeah. we recorded it over a year ago it's like a practice run through and i was like the last one number five is what got me i was like notorious big okay yeah it was it's weird. It was like up. weird to self-analyze myself. Anyway, so enough about me and David. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing guest on the show, Alex. <laughs> What's your last name? Yeah, Alex? what is your last name? How it's, do I? It's uh, Angelicus. 
Angelicus, Greek? Yes. Yeah, okay. Alex Very much Angelicus. so. Yeah. And you and David have known each other for quite some time, it sounds like. Yeah, we uh, we met each other, geez, what was it, David, like three? Yeah, like three, th- years three, three years ago um, at a, a theater company run by a, a mutual friend, uh, John Ennis, called uh, The Yard Theater Group. And um, I met John way before I, uh, I even met David. I, I met John as, I was... I must have been like 12 or 13 years old. Are you serious? Yeah, he was um he was one of my acting teachers at the uh the Lee Strasberg Theater where I uh, I trained at for method school. Wow. Yeah, and then you know I I uh, I left the school, joined the Marines and then 8 years later, I can't even remember how at this point, but I think I reached out to John like I I I you know, I was like, "All right, like I'm getting out like you know, like I want to be an actor like that's what i want to do so i started like going through any facebook stuff i had of people that maybe i could have linked back to the school to figure out like you know how to go about getting back into the school and john was 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 on uh on on a friend's facebook that i had had so i i friended john and then i sent him this it's so funny because every time he meets somebody new, he tells the same story. He's very proud of you. John Ennis from Mr. Show. He's a, I say, we hear this name a lot yeah, on the show. Notable yeah. actor, yeah. curator of the Yard Theater. Incredible, um, you know, all-around actor, teacher. Yeah. yeah. You Loving know, guy. Just a really good guy. And, um, yeah, I just I reached out to him. I think I – I don't know. I, the story has been – adapted so many ways like it, it seems like every time he he tells it another sir got thrown in there somehow i <laughs> i don't remember there being that many sirs but oh was, no alex you were surring everybody <laughs> you were surring and manning the world because you had your military bearing you yeah. just got discharged from the marine Corps. yeah so yeah. They, yeah it was a lot all right I'll, you know it was a lot but anyway <laughs> so I, I reached out to john and uh he was like you know i was like i don't know if you remember me and blah blah blah, blah and he was like Alex Angelikis, he's like, of course I remember you. He oh. was, yeah, It's and I was just like, wow, like 12 years later, like this guy remembers me. Mm. So You're a prodigy. Uh, he, <laughs> we'll see. He, uh, <laughs> we'll see. he uh, yeah, he, he invited me to, to the yard and, and I met David and, and Is all these other. Is that milkshakes were there? Never mind, that was a really bad joke. Continue. <sighs> I don't know. You said in the yard, and I was like, the oh, milkshakes oh, bring oh, all the boys oh, to the yard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It's not I funny did... if you have to explain it. I'm or sorry. if you're old like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I just flew over my head. Yeah, was, anyway, uh, and that's 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 definitely where you know where we met. And, and yeah, um, okay. I'm prior service, and I. It's rare that you meet somebody in the theater, you know, that that is prior service. I think that's going to be more common now, and it was post World War II. I mean, a lot of the great actors served in the Second World War. And uh, use the GI Bill, like Jack Lemon, many great yeah, people. Yeah, Clark Gable, and Those. they oh, wow. they they still have like all of their um, Jimmy Stewart, their pictures up at uh, the, the, the American Legion. The yeah, Legion over yeah, there. yeah. That's, that's up a in Hollywood. American Legion. Yeah. You ever seen that one, Maggie? No, I haven't. It's right on Highland. Are regular people allowed to go in there? They have comedy shows. In fact, there's a I, I can get you a set at a show that they do once a month there, a stand up show. But yeah. it's uh, talk about that vets. Like what? What strikes you about that vets? That particular vets, the Hollywood. That one. Um. Well, I've uh, I've driven past it so many times because I live over the hill. I live in North Hollywood, so Mm -hmm. you know I was either coming down to Hollywood for school or work or something. 
you know, auditions or whatever. And um, I've always driven past there, but I've, I've never gotten in. So a few weeks ago, a good friend of mine named Nate Boyer, who I, I met in the school and we be- became um, really good friends. What school? Uh, the Lee Strasberg Theater and okay. Film Institute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so he uh, he used to play pro football. He was a Seattle Seahawk and he's a former Green Beret and, um, you know, now actor. And uh, he uh, invited me with uh, a couple other veterans to go do an interview, kind of just sharing our opinions and our thoughts and feelings about the whole Colin Kaepernick issue and and, and the NFL and the whole everything with the flag. So that was the first time I actually stepped foot in there. It's amazing, isn't it? It's super cool. And it still looks really old. Which I think made it that much cooler. It looks like it hasn't even been touched. It has yeah. since yeah. 1939. Yeah, like. it's such a beautiful deco building. Yeah, there's a bar downstairs in that, uh, and all you... all the the old Hollywood actors would just go there and have a drink. But and... do you know that bar was was used for Jack Nicholson in The Shining? Oh, wow. that's where he was doing. A that's lot of what those, it was. Uh, yeah, it looked so like familiar. Stuff. I was wow. like, "What is that from?" Yeah, it, that's now, definitely from the Overlook Hotel. You yeah. said something really interesting, and if you can give us kind of a cliffsnotes version of what you talked about, but the Colin Kaepernick, I'm assuming you're talking about him kneeling in protest. Yeah, yeah. Can you kind of give us like a highlighted view of what your opinion is on that? I'm so interested and fascinated. Well, you know, we kind of all came from the same place. You know, we all respect like very much what he was trying to do. We just we kind of hit on a lot about the gesture that was made. Unfortunately, has become more of the focal point than the actual issue anymore. Yeah. yeah. And we pretty much were just talking about that, and and you know the the flag, you know what it represents. It 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 doesn't represent what was being protested about. So it kind of hit like a little sore spot for us there because the, the, the flag and our national anthem were, were things that were created, you know, when we were fighting against the British and opposing tyranny and all this kind of stuff that, you know, is pretty much what made this country, you know, what it is. And um, we thought that we would have liked to to see, you know, somebody stand up like so many others have done. You know, they didn't take a knee. They didn't sit away from their teammates. They regardless of what their personal feelings were to any issues going on inside the country, they still stood up for what they believed in. You know, it's it does a lot. Physical gestures do a lot, mm-hmm. I think, to the, the subconscious mind for other people. And we kind of kind of concluded everything with he's on, like, one of the greatest, most powerful stages anybody can be in in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at least the guys that were in this interview – I don't know for all veterans, but at least for us, we really hope that he can push through what what he started and, you know, maybe even be the thing that kind of brings the country back together again, you know, because he is in a very good position to do that if he wants the responsibility. Mm -hmm. But it's a big responsibility. But you can't you can't start something like that. Mm -hmm. You you know, you start something like that. You got to you got to live up to it, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. And you got to be willing to, to take whatever punches come your way. Martin Luther King did it. Abraham Lincoln did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all did it. Yeah. And their lives were not very easy because of that. But they. It's nice to hear it from your perspective because I 
also co-produce a show called We the People, which is a political panel talk show where there's two comedians on the left and mm-hmm. two comedians that represent the right. And the NFL issue came up. And it's hard to, as a comedian to sit there and talk about listening to, to both sides, really. And it was a lot of like, well, the veterans feel like this. Like, do they? Do you know how they feel? You're just projecting your feeling. You know, like yeah. you don't you don't know. So it's nice to hear it from your point of view so thank you for sharing absolutely absolutely so you're an actor yes what are you working on anything exciting that you uh man i just shot something small for the history channel um <laughs> i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm you know very <laughs> very starting out you did know you get your so, union card for this or was it a nut no i i mean i did a, a short a uh, little bit before that that got me eligible so oh. i'm still what historical figure are you playing yeah. i was playing um it was actually pretty incredible i got to um play a guy by the name of brad snyder who was um a navy lieutenant um for eod which is explosive ordnance disposal it's the guys that go out and detonate ieds or um uh, defuse them you know help search for bombs and all that kind of stuff and uh he was um man this guy's got an incredible story he was uh on a patrol in afghanistan and firefight ensued and you know a couple guys got blown up and then he was trying to go run back and forth to coordinate medical attention and then as he was running back to grab a stretcher from one of his squad mates he goes running back to the casualty site and gets blown up by an IED everything on him is fine except he loses his eyesight Mm. now the incredible thing about him is that when he got out I believe from from little research I did, he he went through a period of obviously you know that was a little bleak, but he didn't he didn't let it beat him. So it just shows that like that that warrior spirit that you know the you know the armed forces are are trained with really has so much value that I think uh, not enough attention is really given to that. You know, it's 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 really um it's almost like a superpower in a way. I mean, it's it's incredible. And anyway. He chose to to continue on, and he's went on to win. Jeez, I, I don't know, like. I think double digits of wow. gold medals in the Paralympic swimming, and he's completely blind. Which Paralympics is now like on a par with the Olympics? Yeah, hey, those those guys work hard. Did you meet him? No, no, I didn't. I didn't oh. get to meet him. Yeah, so I guess the the like, director yeah. the director did. Well, you know, um, that was kind of a, a challenge. You know, I uh, I tried to do as much research as I could on my own. Believe it or not, I I could not find that much. I was hoping for like some sort of documentary on on YouTube. Well, um, I gotta believe your your acting training and your Marine Corps training yeah. that, contributed. Yeah, how the, so? How so? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is um, that's, I, I asked the tough questions, yeah, Alex. Yeah. I'm coming at you with you well, know, I mean, everything you know, I got. Well, the thing is, is uh. As much as I, I, I don't like saying this, I guess, you know, I should just maybe be proud of the fact that, that I do have something like this in my wheelhouse that's pretty much more or less readily accessible when I need it. That Enough said. doesn't really require too much research or, you know, it's – and it was it, – it really showed because, you know, as soon as I put on a uniform again and, and put on a flak jacket and a Kevlar and had a rifle in my hand – it was like I just went back to immediately back to Marine Corps. So, yeah. you know, it was it was funny too because when I got dressed and I'm sitting out 
and I'm waiting for my time to, to get on the set and shoot. One of the uh, the the people from wardrobe walked by, um, and uh, she just started asking me questions like, "Who uh, who are you you here for?" Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm playing this guy." And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. So I didn't even recognize you. You look so different with the uniform on because I just Aww. literally met her maybe five minutes before that." Right. So a lot of that. I think had to, you know, and then my own personal experience, you know, so it, yeah, yeah it, it helped. A lot. I got to do my own stunt too, which was a lot of fun. What was the stunt? I got blown up. So oh! that was cool. Very yeah, good. So that Very was, good. That was fun. Now, wow. before, before we get into music, I do have one more acting question for you. You have two full sleeves yeah. of tattoos. So is it harder to find roles um, with the tattoos or? Not really. Um, Alex plays a really good homosexual waiter. I can say oh. that from experience. Well, we rehearsed learned a lot. You know, okay. so. I taught him everything. Oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were rehearsing a play together. Okay. We two, yeah, so very diverse actor. I'm sorry for answering that. that part, but I had to that, throw that in. No, that's, yeah, that's, I just, the, at first you were like History Channel, and my mind went back to like the 1850s, and I was like, but the tattoos, how does that? And oh, then, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but you, I mean, I get it now, but. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because uh, Brad Snyder doesn't have as many tattoos as I have. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know they can like make up a lot of it out if they have yeah, to. Yeah, they can even CGI it out, yeah. or they can just throw long sleeves over you. Exactly. You know, not a pool though. Not in a pool. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I uh, that was one of my big, I guess, a fear you could say when I was first starting to kind of navigate my way into things, and uh, a few of the uh, connections that I've made throughout my time on this journey really kind of put that to ease for me because they just told me there was like you know they want you they want you Mm. they'll do makeup they'll whatever it is it's not it's not so much a thing anymore yeah Um, what a journey what a journey young actor marine i know younger actor (laughs) (laughs) youngish 20 25 28 28 oh you're getting old boy okay stop it now all right Sticking to some music. Song number one. I, you know, it's going to be a lot of heavy lifting in this show. I have yeah. a feeling. I, don't, I didn't know any of the songs. I looked at them, but I didn't know any of them. What up with this? All right, who is this, and what's it called, and why is it in your song mix? So, this song's by a band called Black Label Society, who is uh, fronted by uh, pretty much, I would say, my number one guitar hero, Zach Wilde, who used to play for Ozzy Osbourne, now, again, plays for Ozzy Osbourne, and... Uh, you know, I stumbled upon this song um, a long time ago. You know, I was kind of going through some stuff. A long time? Like what year? 
Remember? That I don't remember off the top of my head. I think I was in the service. Oh, okay. Yeah, so nice it, was, it was a while ago, yeah. And, and going uh, through some stuff, is it like family stuff, girl stuff? Um, It kind of just, I think, all-encompassing life stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that like my life is, I'm the only one of my kind, and it's been so much more difficult than everybody else on the planet, because this is not true, but... It doesn't make it less... But I haven't had, uh, what do you call it, like a... It's been difficult. Yeah, it sounds like the early 20s trying to find your way growing pains. Like, where do I fit in? Before that, you know, uh, a lot of bad things happened to me as a kid. There was a lot of a lot of my bad experiences started as a kid. And then that being, you know, the case, it kind of just spilled into life as I got older and older and older and older. That's why we go to therapy. <laughs> how yeah. how does song help? Like, yeah. do you remember who who introduced it to you or how you found it? You know, I, I that I don't remember. But the thing with with music for me is, uh, it's it made me feel like you know, like I'm not the only one out there. This you song know? in particular, yeah. You know, because you know when I, when I listen to a lot of the guys I, I I listen to, you know, I'm instantly kind of like wow like all right i've been there too and it's like somebody else has been there too and it's it's almost like i don't even need to say what i'm feeling because they said it for for me you know and it's and then not only that just the musicianship i mean you know zach wilde is just an insanely good guitar player have you ever met him no but i i mean that would be cool one day to like you know at least shake his hand what's the name of the song this it's called Stillborn. Stillborn. Yeah, by Black rocks. Label Society. Black Label <laughs> Society. Oh wow! So, so this was like in the early part of the service. Yeah, yeah. What was that like going through basic training? Did you have like a bud? Oh, it was, you know, it like was a terrible. Close, well, of course. <laughs> but was there like boot someone? Camp. Yeah, like in in boot camp that you were like, "You're my friend. Don't quit on me." You know what I mean? Um, Is that a thing? Like I don't know. You know, in in my experience. I wouldn't say there wasn't one particular person. It was kind of like everybody, uh-huh. you know, because that, that's that's one big thing that they, they teach you in the Marine Corps. Is, you know, the big motto they always have is, you know, it's one team, one fight. There's no I in team. It's, you know. Yeah. So everything from day one is taught purely in the teaching of teamwork. You sure. have to work together to succeed. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. So, you know, uh, boot camp was... Uh, yeah, it was it Hell. was not fun. Yeah. But there were also some some fun moments, you know. There's a lot of funny stuff too, but it, it's oh hard God. because you can't laugh because if you laugh <laughs> oh, you'll get in a lot of trouble. I but... we were outside the chow hall one time and this this the house mouse. You know that yeah, phrase, yeah, the yeah, house yeah. mouse. Yeah. The littlest guy, the loudest guy, <laughs> the one that DIs and I was army, really hate. And his name was McNulty. They called him McNutty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and our first sergeant came out one day and goes McNutty, <laughs> sir, yes, sir. You want to get stoned, McNutty? <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Oh, no. And then second platoon, you see those rocks? Stone oh. McNutty. And we're all throwing rocks at <gasps> McNutty. No. Like, nobody really threw them hard. That kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> specialist told me basic, for Army, it's basic. For Marines, correct me if I'm wrong, it's boot camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different, different terms. But they told me that's the best part of the service. And and I believed it. it, it it's true. Is that, now now that I it. now that I look back on it, yeah. yeah, it was it was great. But like when I was <laughs> when I was going through it, it was just like I remember I remember uh, I saw it when when we got to uh, MCRD San Diego, which is where I went to boot camp. Um, 
we were given an opportunity for one phone call. Now imagine hundreds of people um. trying to make phone calls on pay phones that probably have been there since I probably can't even tell you how long ago. Uh, I think with only a few, like there was not a pay phone for everybody. Oh. So I, 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 <laughs> it was my turn. I got up, dialed the number home. My little brother picked up. I think I, I got a hold of him for like two seconds and then he was passing me off to my mom and the phone cut out and then no. I got shoved out of the way and then everybody else was, oh, yeah, no. yeah. So I think halfway through we got to make another phone call. Yeah. So they take us to like, I think where like the drill instructors could go make collect phone calls. So it was like nicer and, yeah. you know, and I have my own little, everybody had their own little like uh, phone booth. So I go in there and I call and then, you know, I, my mom answers the phone. She's like, uh, hello. And I'm like, mom. And she's like, oh, Ow? and I'm like, yeah, it's me. And then she's like, oh, my God. She's like, are you OK? Blah, 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 this and that. And with no hesitation at all, I just had tears starting to pour down my face. Oh. And I'm like, mom, I can't believe you let me do this. This was oh, such a mistake. Yes. I was like, what did I do? And she's like, oh, it's going to be OK, blah, 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 blah. Um, that had to have broken her heart. Uh, maybe. She'll never yeah. tell you, but I know that it broke her heart. You know, but in the end, it was it was it was worth it. You know, because yeah. uh, you know, looking back on it now, yeah, like now I can look back and be like, wow, that was that was actually a really fun time. As, yeah. As hard as it was. <laughs> yeah. she said, she said, I, I was complaining. She goes, "It's going to be the best part of your military career." Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> what? Uh, where's home? Culver City. Oh, here, here in California. Okay. Yeah. Here in LA. Yeah. Local yokel. You're a local unicorn, yokel. my friend, in the entertainment business and grew oh, up really? here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so rare to meet people that are from here that do this. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I don't know. It's I've, I I figured there would be more people because I figured if you you know you're from here, it's like I mean it's the thing that everybody wants to do. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. My reasons for I think being drawn to. That part of the arts is, I think, uh, I'm sure there's some out there that feel the same, but I think it's a little bit different than than maybe most other people. You know, I have a, there's a different reason, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, I chose to be an actor than I think a lot of people are into the big stuff and they want all the big, you know, things yeah. and this and that. And for me, it's, it's, it's not that. I mean, if it, if that happens, great, but that's not, you know, that's, that's not my goal. It's not. Mm-hmm. Are you, you the know. oldest in your family of siblings? Yeah, so my brother is uh, seven, seven and a half years younger than me. Wow. Mm. That's a big difference. Yeah. So it's just me and my little brother. Yeah. And that was it, Mom, you and the little brother growing up? For the most part. House or apartment? Uh, house for a while and then apartment. Your uh, own room or do you have to share a room? Uh, no, no, no. We, uh, we we always had our own rooms. And then when, when my mom moved into an apartment with my little brother, I was already gone oh, yeah okay. by that time yeah. so then then i didn't have a room so i i you know i would take the couch whenever i'd come home you know because i didn't want to kick my brother out of his room but my brother is you know the biggest sweetheart in the world so he'd always oh. give me his bed and his room and all that stuff beautiful um, so yeah it was just me and my brother and what's my your brother's mom. name my brother's name's max oh yeah. alex and max alex. that's cute yeah. <laughs> so from Culver yeah, City, California. From Culver City. All right. Song number two. Number two. Oh! <laughs> 
We have not meddled out yet on the show. <laughs> It's just, we have not had a, you know, Headbangers Ball yet. This is our first Headbangers Ball right now. Are you a runner, by chance? Sometimes. This would be on my playlist. I'd be like, get up the hill! Who is this? It's a band called Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Stillborn Lamb of God. No, no. Black Label label Society. Society. Black Label Society. Lamb of God. How does this fit in? It's really different than the first one, though. Oh, yeah. The first one you could understand the words. This one. Turn and get the heck out of Dodge. You got it, buddy. It's all yours. It's like a ghost. <laughs> I mean, I feel the. No, it's I, fun. I, my yeah. testosterone gets jumped. I mean, I'm an ACDC. I guy. think I grew balls. It's fine. <laughs> Show on. <laughs> all right, so Lamb of God. How does this fit in the mix? Um. Well, you know, the, the thing is, that I've I've always been drawn to uh, I don't know, I guess the more aggressive side of rock and roll. You know, uh, I think again because of you know my life experiences and you know it's just I I understand the aggression. I guess it's it's very easy for me to um, relate to it. You know, because I I obviously had a, a lot growing up. Um, because of you know experiences I had and uh, you know then being in the military it's like you know everybody either listens to this country or hardcore rap so it's you know I think it's just a product of just swapping one hostile environment for another and uh, are you comfortable in hostile environments yeah you know that's um, that's that's an interesting thing um, that you bring up because uh, at the uh, the veteran group I I go to, I was telling you about earlier, yeah. um, MVP, uh, you know, Merging Vets and Players. Yeah, pitch it, man. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, which is a, a great, great program, and it's really, really helped me um, tremendously. And it's incredible to see, you know, every day when I, you know, get to go in there once a week on Thursdays, how many people it helps and it continues to help. And it's not like your conventional, quote-unquote, couch therapy session, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we go in there uh, and... They put us through a workout. You were telling me that. Is this it's a physical workout or is yeah, it a mental it's workout? It's both, you know. Cause Are they it, yelling it's, at you like it's... No, a- no, nothing like that. But, it, you know, it, it's a bit of a challenge. So it requires, like, some mental strength to, you know, push through it. And then after that, we all get on the mat and sit around in a circle and... Sweaty AF. Just, yeah, you know, just, and everybody just lets everything out, you know, the vents, you know, talk about what's bothering you, talk about all the great things that are going on. It's just, you know, it's like a peer on peer counseling. It's um, owned and run by uh, Jay Glazer, and um, Randy Couture is also a big part of it as well, who's also a veteran that I, I, I didn't, you know, know that before. Um, and then they have a lot of pro, you know, football players that come in there and then they work out with, you know, Ryan Leaf is there a lot and, um, Andrew Whitworth from the Rams, he's there a lot. And, uh, somebody brought that up, I think was the first time I, I went, um, cause my, my buddy Nate Boyer was trying to get me to do it for like, I don't know, it was like the whole time we were in school together, like a year, year and a half. And I just never was able to make it. And now, you know, I finally went. So I, as somebody said that as we were sitting down on the first the first day when they were talking about, you know, PTSD. And, and, and he brought up a very interesting point. He's, he said something along the lines of it comes out of a place 
of not being in conflict anymore. It's like we thrive in conflict as veterans. So when we come back to society and that's not a part of our daily lives before, that's more traumatic than being in the traumatic experience. It's like we we need to have... I can't remember the exact wording he used, but it it, it, it was like we need to to have that sense of, you know, detachment. Uh, no, like it's it's chaos. Like yeah, sense yeah, of yeah, chaos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's um. So, yeah, I guess I'm. You're comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, you know, I'm comfortable in that. Sometimes I'm I'm learning to be comfortable out of it mm-hmm. as well, that's which great. before was. You know, I think I've always been attracted to Alex's really nice personality of sensitive, gentlemanly, you know. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to, to to learn about the dichotomy. It was something you don't wear on your sleeve, you know. The aggression, yeah. the the <clears throat> I forgot what the term was we were you were using where you're comfortable, but you know, just in, in chaos or whatever. You know? Well, I mean, you know, it, the the aggressive side of me is I think is always gonna be there. It's just it's it's just a part of growing up and a part of the environments that I was in. Yeah. But who, who's somebody? Somebody said it very well in an interview. As well. I think it was it was uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I was watching an interview mm-hmm. uh, on him, and he uh, I can't remember that the host asked him a question, and he said something along the lines of, "It's like you, you know, you have to be comfortable with uh, the monster that's inside of you. It's like you know, you, yeah, you, you have to be okay with, with, with him, with her, with, you know, mm-hmm. and." Uh, yeah, I think I've kind of just started learning to just cool. be okay with it, you know. So I mean, it's always there, and you know, but uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right, song number three. Uh. This is cool. It's just like there's there's a movie happening in my brain right now. You know, this is like this is in, this is creative. This is a band called Orchid, um, and I actually don't remember. I think I actually stumbled upon these guys myself. Uh, but when I heard this song, I was I was instantly just hooked, man. Why do you I think? Was like, well, the thing, you know, it's like, you know, it's the you know the chorus in the song, the you know, the title of the song, "He Who Walks Alone." It's mm. that's kind of how. I've kind of always felt, I was like, you know, I, I've, I've always felt very different from everybody else, you know, um, and kind of just living outside of, you know, the confines of social conformity and, you know, I like a rebel, I guess you could say it's, you know, it's, it's always been that way. I'm just not drawn to a lot of the things that mostly a lot of other people are, are drawn to, especially people my age or, or younger. It's like, you know, I, I don't even, I can't, it's so hard for me to even connect with with people my own age or, or younger, you know, I just, I don't, I just, you know, I feel like sometimes I was born in like a different, you know, I was supposed mm-hmm. to be born like 
a long you're, time ago, like a different time period. Right. Your emotional maturity is higher than of your peers. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's just yeah, you know, and I've always kind of felt that way, but uh it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Yeah, you know, but you know what's really helped a great deal is going to MVP because uh, Jay Glazer always uh, always always says this, and it's and it's great, and it's so true. He always says, uh, "Yeah, he's like, you know, I I I know I'm I'm different." You know, he says that whenever he walks in somewhere, he always says that you know he's like, you know, I'm effing different, yeah, and I know it, and I'm and I'm proud of that. He's yeah. like, I'm different, mm. you know. Instead of, which is something that I kind of went through for a very, very long time, was like, you know, man, I just feel so different. I can't connect with anybody. And it's like, I felt bad about it instead of realizing that, like, there was a lot of power in being different. And most of the people that have accumulated great success throughout history have been different. Yeah. They're not like everybody else. So I think, you know, there's a, a power in that and through MVP that now I'm I'm able to be like yeah like I'm different does and it's MVP cool. stand for most valuable player or does it have a different it does but um the MVP I go to stands for merging vets and players that's right yeah merging vets, vets and, and players. players so it's yep. a, okay I just wanted to get specific with that it yeah sounds like a wonderful it it really is because um, when you're different you can be intimidated by it and maybe go introverted and sort of like quiet down and try to stay out of the mix. Or possibly you could become extroverted with your difference and use it as an intimidator. Like, I'm diff, And it sounds like uh, what Jay Glazer, is that right? Glazer, yeah. Glazer yeah. is saying is, like, and like yourself, you're not wearing it on your sleeve. You're just coping and dealing with it. And, and heavy metal music on Y2 Shuffle is an <laughs> excellent way to cope with that. Mm-hmm. Man, it's really, it's, I mean, I hope some young kids are listening to this because we're talking to a Marine veteran. We're talking to an established older guy and the future of podcasting <laughs> you know we're we all have our stuff yeah and it's totally okay it's totally okay to just deal with it yeah. you know and it, that that's another thing that i think's always kind of drawn me to to i think the metal community too is uh you know when most people think metal they think oh like you know big scary dudes and people that you just right. kind of not want to be around and they're probably not good people and they have all these tattoos and this and that and it's so unbelievably far from the truth. I mean, anytime you go to like a metal show, I've brought friends with me before that like aren't even into that kind of stuff. And they're like, wow, these are like some of the nicest people yeah. I've ever met in my life. There like, you, you know, yeah. and it's just, I, I think that's, you know, a thing that's, yeah, that's always kind of drawn me to it. It's an outsider community, but it's a community that deeply cares, cares about each other. Yeah. I'll agree with that. You I, know? Was, I did the same thing, Seven Dust. I had oh, yeah. I was like oh, they're so awesome. into it. They're amazing. <laughs> I mean, they're really Seven fun. Dust. And I can't tell you, like, he would just be like enjoying the music in the front. I'm like, I'm going to go dancing. And then you'd fall because that's what happens. And every single person in that pit was like, let me help you. Let me help you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the first cool. to run. Yeah. So. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and the bands her, are like yeah. super honored about it too. <laughs> like I, I remember I, I yeah. was at the, the last Ozfest last year and uh, I was at the uh, one of the stages that uh, a, a hardcore band called Hatebreed was playing on and yeah. they're some that's they're heavy stuff and the singer Jamie Josta you know was was in the middle of a show was like you know if you 
see anybody that falls down is like you know you pick them right back up he's like everybody's here to have fun yeah. he's like you know so and the same thing too about that community is like i they're not the these are not the concert goers that have their phones out and are videotaping the whole thing they are so present and so in the moment That's and cool. all of the shows i've ever been to yeah and why do we hear about the the you know and i'm not making light of this at all but we hear about the kid that overdoses on drugs we hear about some sort of a you know melee you don't hear about this kind of stuff that's going on at an artistic event i mean metal is art it's yeah, music absolutely. and and there are artists there and there are people who appreciate art yeah my gosh we're plugging along here yeah. <laughs> number 4 all right alex song number 4 <clears throat> change <laughs> something's building it's happening it, it's like metal has that really theatrical yeah uh, it's so over the top <laughs> but it, I mean, they're also talented well just they're clearly amazing play the drummers hands down some of the best oh yeah the hell he like the distortion pedal. Oh, yeah. It's like, why do you have to muddy up how good you are? It's their interpretation. Man, this is perfect timing for me, Alex. You got a good mix because I'm, I'm on the other side of a depression now. I'm really happy. And I just like give me an overload, man. It'll do that to you. Yeah. It'll do that to you. Ah, white Tunes is shuffling today. Who's this? So it's a band called uh, Dream Theater. Do they sing? Dream well, Theater? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they sing. They sing. They sing a little bit into this. Uh, but uh, Why is this one important to you? Who does this remind you of? Again, myself. Okay. Um, you know, like if you, you listen to the lyrics, it's that's where I get a lot of it from. It's like, you know, I instantly, you know, can connect to it. It's like, all right, that's me. You know, um, I mean, if you got, you know, <clears throat> Alex, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're a guy that carries around a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Inside, you know. Yeah, inside. Um, and it's just, it makes complete sense that metal and power, you know, would be something that I, I, I'm guessing it just kind of like balances stuff out for you. Yeah, you, you know. play. He's in a. I didn't know this. You're in a band. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I play too. Me and uh, me and my buddy Dylan, who's also an actor as well. We also met through the school. Um, How'd that whole thing get started? Uh, it was really random. <laughs> I just <laughs> so uh, one of the directors of the school. She's a musician, and you know I'm always, you know I'll always like record something on my phone, and I'll be like, hey, like check this out. Hey, check this out. And uh, she just over time just like very lovingly started giving me just like a whole bunch of crap for it and was just like I'm so sick of like watching you play guitar on your phone it's like <laughs> like I want to go watch you play in like a band or something oh. I'm like, I'm like I, but I don't want to be in a band she's like what? just do it do it or whatever I'm like alright what's her name? What's the- her name is Marion uh, Griffin okay what's and, the name uh, of the band? the band is called um, Settler Settler um, yeah so it's like doom metal so like think like Black Sabbath that's okay. the kind of stuff uh, so anyway it was her son and uh, he plays the drums and uh, we were just outside one day 
And uh, I was showing him some guitar stuff, and he was like, dude, we should start a band. Man. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, like, how cool would that be, man? I mean, just like a two-piece is like so brutal, man. It's like we, A two-piece? <laughs> that's all it is? Just yeah, it's just oh, me man. and him. I mean, we're looking for like, you know, bass player and singer and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all right, you know, like, I'll do it. You know, because the thing is for me is that, you know, I I I, I need to be creative like if i if i go through a period where i'm i'm not doing something creative or i'm not doing something that's like bettering myself yeah. i kind of i get like a little down i kind of feel like you know um it's like you know i'm not like fulfilling like a purpose today like I, you know it's yes. so you know starting out you know on an acting journey and how difficult that can be and how it's work is not you know always frequent you know because you know you're not at that level yet i figured all right you know what i have other creative aspects of myself too why not utilize them mm-hmm. to fill the the space the you know tools, yeah you can wear many hats yeah you should come to the y tunes holiday ding dong and um you know play some settler live I'll I'll, run, I'll, I'll run that run by, that by <laughs> Dylan. I'll run that by Dylan. Are you? Were you always like this? Were you like this in school? Like in grade school? Were you very energetic and like you have to do all the things? Were you a doer? Um, what were you like in grade school? Did you get in trouble a lot? Yeah. So I was. I was <laughs> that my my energy was put in. Uh, yeah, and in, into the the not so good. Maybe you know, I was always in detention, or I was getting kicked out of class, uh, or I was fighting. Or school was just not for me. It just yeah, it just it never was. And it, and and you know, I had I had a lot of friends, but I call them friends, but I don't really know if they're like friends, friends because I, I was a weird kid. <laughs> I was either I was getting in trouble, or in between classes, I was sitting outside my class in front of my class eating my lunch while everybody else was hanging out or off doing whatever and i just had my headphones in so music was always playing in my head you know was it was it metal in grade school too uh yeah you know it just got progressively heavier as i got older you know it was always straight ahead rock and roll yeah you know my my mom you know grew up on black sabbath and led zeppelin and acdc and the rolling stones and all that you know all that stuff and you know it, it 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 was weird. It's you know, it's kind of funny. I've actually never shared this, and I can't believe I'm actually gonna share this on here for the first time. But whatever. Um, so when I was way younger, like elementary school, I was into like the In Sync and like the Ninety Eight Degrees. Here we go. Yep. Let it out, Alex. Let it out. I was into all that stuff. That's great. All of it. And uh, yeah, then I don't know. I don't know what you know. I've always been attracted to things, to, to sounds in particular that have um, a very uh, pleasing uh, lyrical element to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and pop obviously is has always been very well known for having, you know, a good rhythm. It has to have a catchy rhythm or else it's probably not going to be mainstream. It has right. to be something that a mass group of people can immediately get into. So it wasn't like the music in that sense per se. It was it was the sounds I would hear. It was the beats. It was the rhythms that would really get me. I could care less what the lyrics were saying. Right. But I started realizing that I something about my, Backstreet Back my, isn't yeah, like, for you. Like okay. my ears were always looking for a certain type of sound. And then as I got older, 
then my mom started letting me buy like ACDC and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, like this is like getting there, but I'm like, there, there's gotta be something else. Like I, mm-hmm. there has to be something heavier. And then I find stuff like black Sabbath and I'm like, yeah, like this is like, this is the heavy stuff. And then I'm like, no, but there has to be something heavier than that. Like I did, there has to be. So then, you know, going into like maybe middle school, then I started finding out about, you know, from older kids, like bands, like, Corn and Rob Zombie and Corn. all this kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, and then that's, yeah. you know, and Slipknot and then that like got yeah. me into that, you know, started getting me into that stage. But then as I got older, you know, then I started finding bands like Black Label Society and Dream Theater and Lamb of God and See, this is Hatebreed where... and Corrosion of Conformity and all this, this, this really in your face heavy stuff, yeah. you know. And this is um, what I love because the, the the musicians were having the same experience the listener was having. I yeah, so, like, we got to make something heavier. I need to hear something heavier, and I love that symmetry. I, I love yeah. how that that works out. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. And, and me and Dylan try to do the same thing. Yeah. It's like you know, what haven't you heard before? Yeah, but it's like how yeah. could we take what's already been done? Because that's the great thing about art is that like you know it, it doesn't matter what craft it is that you're pursuing somebody along the lines has already done it now the great thing is and to show the caliber of your creativity is how can you take what somebody already did and make it either better or more unique by it being your version of it because at the end of the day makes it unique because there's only one me on the planet there's only one you and there's only one you so something's going to come out of it that's going to be completely its own um, I spent a lot of time lecturing students in Orange County, um, how, coaching them in voiceovers and how to get into radio. And that's one thing we talk about all the time is like, listen, just because it's been done before doesn't mean it's been done the best way or the only way. Yeah. So it, it's like get over whatever fear that is like, oh, somebody else did it. No, it's, it hasn't been done by you. So some of my favorite songs are all cover songs that happen to be better than the original. <laughs> Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's a great song. It's like we're thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, everybody's doing a podcast. Why do a podcast? It's like, no one's doing Y-Tune Shuffle. Po- I mean, this is right. that's the origin of this. Exactly. So. You know, I mean, even with, with, with music, too, like, I even listen to, like, totally outside the realm of that. Like, all, there's times Hold where I want to. Hold that thought, because there's something coming up. We'll need that thought. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's, do, let's do the last song. Song number five. Number five. Yeah! Yeah! Blow it out the window! Ah! <laughs> this has been straight ahead metal. Headbangers ball. I, well, I think we already played this one, but I might have sent you four. I don't know. Oh, but uh, that's all good. What's the other one? Uh, you, pro- you probably, I, you're right. No, maybe I did just do four. I don't know. Yeah, maybe this I is didn't. a repeat. That's all good though. Um, that says the last one. Dream Theater, walks. Oh yeah, it is on there twice. Yes, that's my bad. <laughs> it's kind of in a rush. 
Um, that's no. That's what's not. The, yeah. What's the other one? What would, what would have been the fifth one? Do you what would have been the fifth one? Yeah. Uh, trying to think off the top of my head. We're gonna have to get you at the white. Isn't that Christmas. so funny? We're maybe, so uneducated about metal maybe, that we're like, know. oh, this is another new song. Like we didn't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe like, like songs ago. Maybe like "Walk" by Pantera. Walk That's by Pantera. That's another. Another favorite. We can all experience it for the first time together. Well, me not, but maybe you guys. <laughs> uh, well, Pantera, I, I mean, I've heard of them, but. Uh, it's, it's this I've is heard number of this. five. This is number five. Number, number five. five. All right, so what about them? How'd you find this band? Pantera? Uh, they're like mainstream. They're the most mainstream of this whole thing, right? Um, five. I heard of Pantera. I was going to say, I've heard of Pantera. I don't want to say they're, they're mainstream. <laughs> I take but, it back. But Maybe the most well-known. Yeah, probably well known. one of the more well-known that's metal that, that, bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah mainstream That's like the there. most hipster thing you've said all day. <laughs> well known. You're like, uh, it's not mainstream. It's well known. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. There you go. Excuse represent. Me. Represent. <laughs> um, but uh, you know this. I I love a lot of Pantera stuff, but Walks always been you know a big song for me because you know I. I I like to think of myself, and I try to be on a daily basis, you know, a, a very honest and, and upfront person, you know. And sometimes I've there's sometimes there's a fine line with being like truthful and honest because sometimes you can be too truthful and too honest to the right. point where people are like, Ugh. I don't even want to be around you anymore because right. it's just too much. TMI. Yes. You know. Um. And uh, so you know, but I always tried to be very honest and very forthcoming and very straightforward and straight up with with people as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously without hurting anybody's feelings or to the best of my ability to try and not have that be a thing. But you know, let's just face it, sometimes people need that. You need a little mm-hmm. kind of kick in the head. But anyway, you know, I've had a lot of experiences with people in my life that are the exact opposite of that. You know, so, you know, the start of the song is kind of just what hooked me, you know, when Phil Anselmo just, you know, starts off the song with, you know, run your mouth when I'm not around is easy to achieve. You know, you cry to weak friends that sympathize, you know, uh, and then those same friends tell me your every word. It's like I've just had so many run ins with people that like are just so like dishonest and backstabbing and, you know, they'll give me one version of themselves, you know. Enough to where I'll believe it, and then they'll go right around to some other people, and they'll just say, you know, all these things, you know, they'll just say things about you that they don't like or whatever, and that they can't tell you up front. And uh, for me, it's just, you know, I've had so many run-ins, which is very fake, I guess, people, you can say. Um, and again, it gravi- you know, I gravitated towards that because I've had that very same, those kind of experiences. And kind of going back to the whole outsider thing, it's like, you know, I kind of live in a generation of people in my age that, that kind of the Internet warriors that we were talking about earlier that, that they don't they don't 
walk that kind of path in life. So again, I'm just like, all right, I'm outcasted again, but that's fine because that's what my power is. It's like, you know, I know that about myself and Mm -hmm. there's people out there that do appreciate it, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, that, that song's always, always get you you back to center. Yeah. You know, you're a good soul, sir. (laughs) And I haven't said it yet, but thank you for your service. Uh, I, Thank you very much for for saying that. It's it's it really is my honor. So. Thank you. Yeah, I said it like four years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just meeting you for the first time. Well, let's uh, move into the next segment of the show. Woo-hoo. We like to call band name or barn name, where David researches a city given to us by our previous guest, and then we have to guess whether the two names he gives us are either the name of a band or a bar. That's right. Band name or bar name. They're interchangeable. And if you get the right run wrong or the wrong run right, you're going to end up not having the best <laughs> meal of the day and your ears are going to be blown out of your head. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a guest. Chris uh, Cope. The Chris Cope, yep. Uh, and uh, he chose the uh, city of Billings in Montana. And Alex and Maggie, if I said, uh, do you guys want to go hear Hooligans at 100 Proof? Would you want to go hear the band Hooligans at uh, the 100 Proof Bar? Or would you rather go hear 100 Proof playing at Hooligans, the club? Is Hooligans the name of the bar or the band? Or is 100 Proof the name of the bar or the band in Billings, Montana? Five seconds. (laughs) I feel like Hooligans is a spinoff of Shenanigans, so I'm going to say... Let's go to Hooligans to hear 100 Proof. You want to go to Hooligans to hear 100 Proof? Alex, you agree or disagree? I, w- I would have to say I probably would agree. <laughs> well, you've made a good choice because at 109 North Broadway in Billings, Montana, <laughs> area code 59101 is Hooligans Sports Bar. Nice. Primarily Irish, great all-American <laughs> food, 57 TVs, live music, happy hour drinks. If you're in Billings, Lee, and you don't have a lot to do, check out Hooligans. And maybe you'll get lucky and you'll hear 100 Proof, classic rock, country pop rock. They play gigs from between 500 and and 1000 bucks a pop. They'll do coffee shops, house concerts, bar, nightclub, <laughs> private party, theater, auditorium, and wedding. Is that contact, all? No, we'll contact Jeremy Wolf. He'll talk to you. That's at M.T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-F. At brensnan.net, B-R-E-S-N-A-N.net. Thanks for playing bar name or band name. Now, Alex, you got to send us to our next location for next week's show. Okay, so I just give you a location. That's Correct. it, anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. That has bars and bands. Cause I know you're, <laughs> you've been around the world. That has bars and bands. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's, let's try... Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. I haven't That's been to that good. borough yet. Brooklyn, New York. All-American city. The number Brooklyn. one all-American city will be Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> nice fake typing. <laughs> I love it. All right. So what we know, clearly you are a metalhead. You super love it. Very much. What's a guilty pleasure? Is there any kind of music that if your friends knew you like that they'd be like, really? Uh, so I guess this is what you were talking about that I was yeah. about yeah. to get into before. So uh, yeah, besides the the in sync days, yeah, <laughs> uh, which are not a thing anymore. Oh. If it comes on the radio, I'll, I'll entertain it. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Um, but I uh, sometimes I find myself listening to the real like. You know, classic stuff like Frank Sinatra, or Dean Martin, oh, or Ella Fitzgerald. Thank goodness, or, you know, thank Nat goodness for preserving. That's nice. Yeah. You know, uh, is that like a station on your Pandora? Uh, no, I actually, um, I don't have like an iPod or anything. I just 
YouTube stuff. Oh, cool. On my phone. Down the rabbit hole. That, getting into like older blues, you know, like like John Lee Hooker or Albert King, B.B. Oh, King, you know. Um, not guilty, guilty. Yeah. Guilty, not guilty. Yeah, you That's know, cool. Robert uh, Robert Johnson, you know, really, you know, just, and then I like classical music. And, yeah, good, uh, well-rounded. Yeah. What yeah. is, thinking very hard, we'd love to hear the story of your very first concert. Ever. My very first concert ever is okay, that's 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 uh that's interesting because um I think I was I think it was like eight or ten and my mom took me to A C D C's Yeah, back yeah! That's a winner winner yeah. chicken awesome. dinner. Wow. Yeah. Now don't tell me it was in Long Beach. I don't even remember two thousand Long Beach? No, no no no. Back in black, I don't remember where that was. I it was. It was. It was. Those about to rock tour. No, no, no. They're back in black concert. You went to the back in black, the first one where Brian Johnson was the new lead singer. Was it that one? Yeah. I just know that it was ACDC's Back in Black tour. If I gotta find out because I might have been at that same concert. If it was, oh, in, wow. it wasn't in Long I, Beach. I don't remember honestly. Oh, and I was me. a little kid. I'll have to ask my mom. Oh, but uh, my that was. Do you remember feeling one. like like watching your mom in a whole new space? Like, why are you acting this way? Did you have? Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't even remember. You know, I I I remember being so focused on the music because I'm a huge Angus Young fan, oh, and his man. his guitar playing always just oh. like even as a kid just like entranced me. Yeah. So the whole show, I was just trying to just watch him play. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being so loud, you know, <laughs> and the inflatable whole lot of Rosie when they did whole lot of oh, Rosie. Oh yeah, inflatable Rosie. you know, oh, cool. and it was just. Yeah, you know. Cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. So that was AC, that was DC. that was the first one. I yeah. love it. All right, and uh, if fans want to follow up with you and keep track of where you are in your career, where can they? What's your corner of the internet? How can we keep up with you? Uh, well, I mean, I have with the some of the social media stuff, like the what the Instagram. Um, Do you have a handle that you feel comfortable giving out? Uh, yeah, it's uh, just my last name, Angelikis, A N G E L I K I S twenty three, and then my Facebook. I I think it's just Alexander Angelikis. I think that's what it is. I'll yeah. just put links up to it. Sounds good. Alex, yeah. this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk on the show today. Yeah, we, got thanks, thanks. Yeah. we got him. We got him. Thank you guys so You're much. Right. It was awesome. Cool.